It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. And welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast Spotlight. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and I am super excited. I know, I always begin it, say it, guys, say you're always super excited, Mark, but I am. I'm super excited to have my guest on that I met this past weekend in Cincinnati. All right, it's Hamilton, Ohio, but it's easier for me to say Cincinnati because you guys at least can pinpoint where the hell on your map in Hamilton, Ohio, at Future Great Wrestling. Man, I love his matches. Check him out all over YouTube. And he's a Twitcher. He's a video gamer. I can't wait to get into that conversation as well. You can tell by the thumbnail that it is Crash Jackson. My God, I've seen some of his stuff on... Of course, YouTube, and he puts stuff on Instagram as well, and we'll get all those handles so you guys can follow Crash as well. So I've kind of been stalking him for a while, just like, all right, when do I pull the trigger? When the hell do I pull the trigger? Well, unbeknownst to me, he was at Future Great Wrestling that I was at this past weekend, and I went right up, I'm like, Crash, da-da-da-da, boom, we set this up. Here it is. Crashes on the spotlight. Lickety split that quick. I'm super excited to talk to him. I got to know his story. I got to know everything about how he got into professional wrestling. I did some research. I know some of his trainers, not personally, but I've seen them. I've seen them in the deep down south of Kentucky. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, Yeah, we'll get there. I know. There's a drinking game for all you guys. I always say we'll get there, and we will. But we have to tell you about Collar and Elbow first. Hats, hoodies, tees, sweatshirts, all the cool-ass shit that Al Snow and his cohorts have over CollarNLWrestling.com. We have a promo code. You guys should know it after about three years. It's Can Crushers. All one word. Capital C and Can. Capital C and Crushers. It saves you 10%. Don't forget to head over to our website, which is, I don't know why I'm trying to do this all in one voice today. Uh, the coffee has set in. I'll just tell you that. It is set in. I'm kicking. I'm ready to go. But check out our merch as well at cancrusher69.wixsite.com backslash cancrushers. If you can't find it there, head over. It's linked to our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter. Guys, you know I love doing these spotlights. Send me more. Send me. I'm like a little Ryback. Send me more. And you can do that at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Please rate, review, all that cool stuff on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all those cool places that you listen to your podcast. Leave us some messages. Damn it, call the call the number too and tell us, man, that crash interview was really awesome. And we'll be we'll play it. We'll play it this coming Sunday if you leave me a freaking message on the voicemail that you guys have been begging for for years. 814-299-6687. And you might hear yourself this coming Sunday. Or tell me a story. Or cut a promo on me. I don't care. Use the voicemail. Here comes Al Snow to tell you about Collar and Elbow, and then Cat Cash. 
Told you, it's the coffee. Crash is waiting already to chat about wrestling. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Welcome back to Can Crushers, guys. You heard the intro, how excited I am to talk to my guest. He has been crushing or crashing the independent circuit for about five years. I'm telling you, the coffee really kicked in from the intro to now. You should have heard the whole damn interview that me and Crash had during the pause that we had during the Al Snow commercial. Nonetheless, welcome to the show, Crash Jackson. How the hell are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. I told everybody how we uh, we met last Friday night, but I've essentially been stalking you for a while and waiting to pull the trigger <laughs> and not knowing that you were going to be at uh, Future Great Wrestling. I thought, well, shit, that's the best time. I got to go up and see you now. So, boom. It, it, it was like the worlds collided and we knew it had to happen, right? Yes, sir. Just... It- the planets aligned and it happened for us. Yeah. <laughs> because your world is made right now that you're on Can Crushers, right? And don't lie. Because you're super of course, excited. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So five years into the business, huh? Roughly. Uh, actually, actually uh, it's eight. Eight years. Damn Deathmatch. Damn Deathmatch had yeah. you at five years. That's yeah, where I, I get all I, my I, shit from. Damn them. Like... Uh, the cage match website, it's like, it's kind of accurate with some people, but like, it's not accurate at all with any of my stuff for the most part. Guy's been in the business for about eight years. Welcome to the show, Crash Jackson. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've been on there and I've looked and it's like, according to that, I've only had like 70 matches or something like that or something. Ridiculous. You're like 126 now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like I've done, I've done that in in like a single year, like multiple times. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's why I don't look at the matches ever. Briefly go through them to see if you fought like the honky tonk man or somebody that's notable that you know that you're like, oh man, let's talk about you getting guitar shot or something like that. Yeah. But <laughs> no, no guitar shot yet. <laughs> you, you notice you said yet though, right? Yeah. You're waiting for it. I mean, I, you never know <laughs> with wrestling. Right. So let's do the whole rewind when you were a little crash. Um, who introduced you to professional wrestling? Mom, dad, Uncle Joe, Sister Shauna. Who was it? Uh, my dad introduced me to professional wrestling. I I don't have a particular like first memory of like the first wrestling show that I like saw on TV, but I just remember like all, just always watching it growing up, like during the nineties. That's my same story, too. People always ask me, you know, Mark, what's the first thing you remember? 
I don't. First of all, I have a ton of concussions from being a catcher and playing footballs, which weren't, uh, you know, back in the day, it was just a stinger. So you're like, <laughs> sit out of play or shake your head off, rub some dirt on it and get back out there. Yeah. It wasn't out there. So I don't know. I just knew I watched it with my grandfather all the time. That's it. The first thing that pops into my head when I do think about it is Paul Orndorff and Hogan's, you know, cage match where they both jumped off at the same time. But shit, I was like eight or nine by then. I knew I watched it way before then. I know I did. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, my lost memory. So the biggest thing for me is just remembering watching like Stone Cold was my my dad's favorite wrestler. I thought it was so cool because my dad drank beer and Stone Cold drank beer. I was like, my dad's just on Stone Cold. <laughs> did he wear a black vest and no shirt as well? He did. He he did uh, rock the no shirt a lot. Oh, nice. But, uh, he, did, he didn't wear a black vest. Goatee, and then he shaved his head just to Yo, completely yeah, go. He did, he did have a goatee. He didn't shave his head, though. Oh, nice. So full support but from it, your family <laughs> when you told them that this is what you wanted to do? Uh, not initially. Like, uh... No one's like I'm the first person to, like be like a wrestler in my family. Like uh, I come from like a family of athletes. Uh, my dad played basketball. My mom was a cheerleader. Uh, whenever like they were growing up, um, my oldest sister she's a basketball player. Played softball. Uh, my other sister she basketball softball. She also was like a dancer and a cheerleader. So and I played basketball and football. I played a little bit of baseball when I was, like, really young, but, like, just a family of athletes. And uh, my oldest sister is the only one that ever actually, like, went after, like, a, a sport professionally, trying to, like, just, like, not have a normal job. And she played she played uh, professionally a little bit in Puerto Rico. Nice. Uh, for a little while. But uh, that didn't, like, it wasn't for a very long time, but it's still awesome. That she like went after it. It's more than I've done. Do yeah, <laughs> good for her. Kudos, sis. Uh, you were also a power lifter. Are you still powerlifting as well now? Well, see, like I always just—I I claimed that I'm a powerlifter, but I never like actually like got on like the stage or like did a meet or anything like that. Uh, I did. I very much trained for powerlifting because like I wanted to do it at some point, but. For me personally, from all the years of playing football uh, and then powerlifting and wrestling, it was just like very rough on my body. <laughs> so, so lifting like that and then like traveling and wrestling like minimum three or four days a week, it, it's very uh, detrimental to the to the body, to my joints and stuff. So I had to kind of stop uh, weightlifting like that. I do more of like a bodybuilder esque type of like athlete style of uh, working out now. Ask. I, I like how you said that. That's that's almost saying like, well, when I get there, I'll do it, but uh, maybe not all the time. Into it because I'm worried about cardio or something, right? Yeah, like uh, I definitely make sure like I always like get my like lifts in and stuff like that because it's usually pretty like high intensity. So, like, that's a little bit of, like, a kind of a cardio by itself. Uh, but then uh, I'll try to at least do it three times a week of, like, hitting the stair climber of 
just whatever time I'm feeling. I was going up to like 35 minutes. Uh, Damn. But uh, but that was more that was like a slower, more controlled pace. Uh, recently, I just switched it up to doing like uh, not as long, like 10 minutes or so, but like at a faster rate to just kind of switch it up. Like running up the stairs like a fireman now. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Uh, I, I speak this because I, I know um, everybody that listens to the podcast knows I'm a garbage man. So I understand how stairs work. We're on and off a garbage truck, and you're like, it's not the same thing. Oh, it's it's damn well the same thing because we're <laughs> on and off that damn back end of that garbage truck, you know, a thousand times a day. So I get my stairs yeah. in. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so you brought up that Stone Cold was kind of your favorite because <laughs> I, I love that you didn't pull any punches because your dad drunk beer. Who else did you like growing up? Because I, I have some comparisons, and when we get to who you are, okay, um, don't tell me right off the bat because I always bring up three people to see how close I am to knowing who Crash Jackson is. But who else did you, um, after Stone Cold, did you follow Gold Dust or anybody like that? And that's not one of my guesses, by the way. Okay, so uh, I didn't start appreciating Gold Dust a lot more until after I became a wrestler. Thank so he's you. definitely like uh, he's definitely like up there as like one of my favorites to like watch just like his just everything about him is just always like entertaining and fun to watch for me. Um but like some of the other favorites obviously like The Rock, everybody loved The Rock. Right. Um uh, I really liked uh I I did, it wasn't just WWE for me cuz like me and my dad would always switch back and forth between WWE and WCW. Exactly. That was the, the, the golden era. Yeah. So like I also like I loved Sting, Goldberg. Uh, I really enjoyed Eddie Guerrero. Um, I enjoyed Big Papa Pump. <laughs> wow. The, St- the Steiners. Uh, uh, let's see here. I I really enjoyed Chris Benoit, his intensity and everything about him. Uh, uh, switching back over to like WWE. Uh, I really liked... Uh, Kane, I really enjoyed Kane. I don't know what it was. Whenever he first came out, that's gotta be Kane. He ripped the cell. He he ripped the door off the cell. I was like, holy shit! Exactly. Like I was captivated by Kane from the from the get go. So yeah, that that's a hell of a list. list. That's you know that's a hell of a (laughs) list of you know the upper echelon of, of everybody. Um we all would probably agree there wasn't one bad name on that list at all. So when when did you decide that this was going to be your thing? You know, um, right after high school, right? I mean, because you're young yet. You, you really are. You're, you're not a 44-year-old garbage man or anything like that. <laughs> so you, you're a young, strapping young gentleman. Um, when did you decide you were going all the way with this? So... Wrestling was like the the first the first love, you know. Yeah. Like every, so, I always wanted to do it, uh, but then I kind of I fell in love with football uh, at a young age, and then uh, whenever I started playing football, it's like where I'm from. There, like the school and schools that I went to growing up and stuff, we didn't have a wrestling team, so I just kind of stuck with football. But I always told myself I was like if. 
me, like playing football doesn't like work out in the long run. Like I, I always, I always wanted to come back and try to be a professional wrestler. I didn't know how I was going to do it because, like, at that point in time, the only wrestling I ever saw was like WWE or WCW. So I didn't know, I didn't know like independent wrestling was a thing. Because like I would see, I would see videos on the internet of like backyard wrestling, and I was like, I don't want to do that. That shit's crazy. Because like, <laughs> like they're like most of the time like doing like deathmatch stuff. So like I didn't want to do that. I was like, I want to do like what those guys are doing, like with the the not super like over the top like jackets and pyro and the sweet video and the awesome music. Like that's what I wanted. Yeah, that's but, that, that was my dream as well. That was my but, dream as well. <laughs> but uh, I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to get into it. So I was like, you know what? I'll figure it out whenever, like, if I don't like make it being a professional football player, because like that was the goal. Whenever I started like playing football, I was like, I'll let's let's get good at it. Let's go to high school. Let's put let's put up some like let's get our stats up. You know, let's try to get some like buzz about myself. Uh, let's go to college and play and then see if I could like maybe be good enough to like enter the draft and let go that like that was like my whole thing is that I wanted to play in the NFL. And uh ended up we were fast forwarding. I played in college for about a year. I left the college that I originally went to and then I was at a um, community college getting my grades up and stuff like that because uh yeah I didn't dedicate enough time to my studies while I was there. Did you join a so, fraternity in college? I did not. I uh, didn't I didn't have enough time. That was my downfall that. in college. So so the college that I went to, like none of the fraternity or sororities at my college were like they're not like nationally recognized with like any of the other ones. I don't know like the whole deal with that or whatever, but like it was like their own little thing. I was like, "You guys is frightened sorority's not even real." <laughs> it was just a drinking party every weekend. Is exactly what basically, it was. Basically, yeah. So I I felt like I didn't have enough time anyway with like full practice and weightlifting, and then all the stupid ass homework that I had to do, which sucked. Coincidentally, coincidentally, me had me going to uh, a community college to get my grades up. Told you how much homework I did. <laughs> as much as a normal wrestling fan would do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't playing football at the time and I was just going to school. I mean, I was still like going to the gym and stuff. And I had a buddy that I graduated high school with. He actually started training to wrestle whenever he was 16, but in the state of Kentucky, you're not allowed until you're 18. I don't know how you go away with that, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, he had he was wrestling, so I hit him up one day. I was like, "Yo, uh, how do I get into this?" He's like, "Cause I've always wanted to do it." He was like, "Oh man, like just come with me to the next show. I'll introduce you to like everybody, and whatever, and then we'll see how it goes from there." So like the first ever like live wrestling show that I ever like saw in person was a independent show in Eastern Kentucky, uh, and the company was Bluegrass Championship Wrestling. I know them. Yeah. You know them? I know of them. I'll put it that way. I don't <laughs> no, know know them. Okay. Yeah, I know of them. I'll put okay. it that way. So that's where that's where I originally started. That is where I originally started, like my training and everything. Um, 
but they only ran once a month. So uh, I was only getting one training session a month for about two hours before the show started. And I got six training sessions in before I had my first uh, match. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> so essentially 12 hours of training and you're thrown into the ring. Yeah, and like they didn't like I wasn't even supposed to have wrestled that night, but there was a bunch of like people who canceled or didn't show up or something. And so like the locker room was very bare bones that night. <laughs> like there was there was me and my roommate we had started training. Um so there was two of us. Like we were training doing all that. And then um there was Four other guys, and then a valet, and a ref. So, so seven guys in the locker room. Seven people in the yes. locker room. Yeah. So, like, half the night, like, after I wrestled my one match, I ran music. Uh, <laughs> nice. That the, one, the one referee had to Iron Man it and ref all the matches. Oh, that's uh, so rough. They, so we, some, we somehow stretched it out to end up having, uh, like, like five or six matches, if I'm not mistaken. They, they did a couple have to wrestle twice, I'm sure. They had to have. So, uh, one of the guys that I wrestled, uh, you may know who he is, uh, Zodiac. Yeah. He was, at the, he was at FGW. So, he was doing, uh, I, he doesn't really do it that often anymore, but at the time he was like, had a secondary gimmick where he was uh, Mike Winters, the average white guy. Yep. He's very old school looking, like, I've seen videos of that. Just, yeah. just a very old school look came out with like kind of the bomber jacket, the towel around the neck, you know. So uh, two of the guys wrestled in the first match. Uh, and then something, some kind of shenanigans happened in it where the third guy came out and interfered with it. And then they're like, oh, well, we'll have this and this will be a triple threat like later tonight, blah, blah, blah. Very Memphis old school, like with the booking like that, to try to ex- like extend it and get the most out of everybody that was there. And then uh, my match with, uh, with Zodiac uh, came, or Mike Winters. Uh, it was like five. It was like five to seven minutes. It was. I felt like it wasn't. I've I've never seen video of it. <laughs> okay, ever. Uh, so like I. I saw like a video of like my entrance like once, but this was like six six years ago probably, and like I have no idea where it is. I didn't even have full. I didn't have my own wrestling gear yet. I hadn't picked. I hadn't come up with my name any or anything. Like I didn't have a move set. Like not like man. I'm telling you, I didn't know. I didn't know how to call a match yet. They were. Let, were you calling the match on your first match? Who the hell? No, oh, I was going to no, say, all right. No I, was, no, I was just, I just listened. Yeah. <laughs> I listened. But, like, I didn't, like, I didn't know, like, psychology for real, like, just, like, the understanding of, like, when, what, why, where, and how, like, you yeah. do stuff in wrestling. Like, like my, my original training was very bare bones. Like I, I picked up the like athletic side of it very quickly. Just, just like because you're athletic, yeah, yeah. So like the physical stuff was super easy. It was it's the psychological stuff that like, took me the longest to like really, really understand. And I feel like it's definitely because of like 
how I kind of got thrusted in there because after this one match, like I was wrestling on every show after that. <laughs> so when do yeah. you when do you then because that's not Sammy's, right? No. Yeah. No, when do you exactly. meet up with Sammy Callahan then and, and make that decision? Nothing against bluegrass wrestling, but you're like holy shit, uh, 12 hours into my training, I'm now on the way to becoming heavyweight champion here, and I don't know what the hell is going on, essentially. <laughs> when do you Basically. meet up with Sammy and like, teach me wrestling? So, um, let's see, it's 2021 right now. I moved up here to Dayton, Ohio, like the summer of 2018. It was, it was after, like my, basically like after my first three and a half years of like traveling around wrestling, mostly like in Kentucky, but like I had like hit other states. I'd been to Ohio, Indiana, like Tennessee, Georgia, uh, West Virginia. Uh, I'd been to Jersey a couple times and like Pennsylvania like once. So like I had like, I'd been traveling and like doing some wrestling and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't know, like I didn't, it started off as just kind of like a hobby for me, honestly. Right. Uh, just something to do on the weekends. Cause like I was working like a full-time job during the week. I was working like, 40 plus hours, you know, but I never wanted to do that. But like, I didn't know like how wrestling was going to turn out. And then I went to, uh, it was 2016. So this was two years prior to me, like meeting Sammy. Uh, I go to Bristol, Pennsylvania at the old, uh, ROH dojo whenever they're doing one of their tryout seminar, like two day camps. Yep. And I went there and I wasn't the shittiest person there. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't the worst person. That was like my thought. I was like, I was extremely nervous. I was like, I know everyone here is going to have so much more experience than me, better training than me, all this. And like, I get there and like, I wasn't the worst person there. I was probably one of the least experienced people that was there minus like a couple minus like one or two people. So after like all the uh, positive words from the coaches that was there, uh, like uh, Bob Evans, Tim Hughes, uh, the Briscoe brothers, like Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, Kevin Kelly, Nigel McGinnis. Like I could just, I could name drop all the people that was there, but like, right. Well, that was the who's like, who I, then. Yeah. Yeah, like after all of like the positive like feedback and like everything I got from all of them, I was like, holy shit, like maybe like I can take this like a bit more seriously. And so then for two years, I was like hitting it a little bit harder, a little bit harder, a little bit harder. And like I had lost my job a couple, like a couple different jobs over uh, going to bookings and then going to work the next day or whatever. <laughs> so that's got to feel good. Yeah, it happens. It's, I've, it does. I've done it. I've I've lost several jobs over wrestling, but they're just jobs. No like, regrets, though, right? Gonna, no, no, no regrets. I can always get another job, you know. Um, and so fast forward, um, I move up to Dayton uh, and start going to the then the OI4K Academy. Uh, and then uh, I didn't know Sammy was, like, helping out with the school whenever I first moved up there. Uh, I just thought it was Dave Chris's school. Oh, okay. Because I was going up there to – I was like, this is 
this is a perfect opportunity because like I moved up and I, I was staying at the at Dave's like wrestle house. Like it was a, just a bunch of wrestlers living together. Almost like a community and, college all over again, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's like we're all there to to focus on wrestling and like be as good at wrestling as possible. And uh, yeah, so then I, I get moved up there, find out that Sammy's like helping like train at the school. And uh, yeah, it's, it kind of went from there. Like I, I did more of like my training with Sammy, like in ring stuff. Cause I, whenever I moved up there, I had to relearn a whole lot of shit. Cause like anything that I knew that I'd picked up along the way, I'd basically had to teach myself like how to do like roles and certain things like that. Like I'd taught myself. I would have to imagine literally I keep bringing up you were trained for 12 hours trash 12 hours. That was it. And there's a wrestling world. Yeah. And so there's that. And, uh, yeah, I had to relearn everything. And, uh, Thankfully, I guess Sammy like saw something in me. I guess it reminded him a lot of him, like his younger self, whenever he first started training and stuff like that. So, like he like spent a lot of time with me, like helping me out, like doing a lot of stuff, just kind of not not even just like helping me, like teaching me things, like in the ring, just like just conversations that we have and stuff like that, just to like learn if that makes any sense because I'm the type of person like I can you can show me how to do something in the ring and then like I'll figure it out but like I learn more about wrestling from like having conversations than I do with like just getting in the ring and just doing a bunch of stuff I, I bring this story up uh, a lot and it, it, it's pretty awesome to me I was down in OVW one time and Al Snow invited me to one of his training sessions and there's a group of youngsters there learning and he's literally beating the shit out of them in the ring and they're like yep up down up down they're doing they're doing their business and everything he's like all right five minute water break but in that water break he's just regurgitating life lessons to them about the wrestling business and my jaw just drops because in that five minute water break that he gave them they better have learned more than what they just got their ass beat because he was telling them the whole, you know, psychology of wrestling in that five minutes. It wasn't really, you know, you you were getting a break on your body, but he wasn't breaking, you know, um, his training. So they got to sit down for five minutes and take a, a sip and then boom, right back at it. But he was still training there. And that's where I, you know, essentially in that five minutes, I'm like, Holy shit! I just I, I just learned so much that I didn't know is a mark that you know I, I love the business and everything, and I'm like, damn, these kids have better have listened, or they're going to be behind you know the the ass end of a, a caboose trying to catch up. Yeah. So I, I love that you actually said that about Sammy and Dave as well. That you know the learning came both ways in the ring and communication because essentially that's half the battle, right? Learning the psychology yeah. of wrestling. Yeah. Psychology. Like that's like the biggest thing. Cause like you can, anybody can like go out there and learn how to body slam somebody. But like, if you don't like really like learn why and how and when and where, like, 
all of that is like the biggest thing. And that's why like a lot of, I feel like that gets missed a lot. And that's like, it's nobody's fault, but at the same time, like everyone needs to be held accountable for like not fully teaching like psychology. Cause people, I, I know a lot of people preach like psychology, 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 and they try to make it seem like it's this like profound, like ancient, mysterious <laughs> wizardry art thing. But really all it is, just make it make sense. Yes. That's all like that's all psychology is in professional wrestling. As long as it can make sense in the real world. Granted there there's there's always the nine tenths rule where some there's always that one exception. But nine times out of ten, like as long as it makes sense in the real world, it'll make sense in the wrestling. Exactly. It, it's and people, it's uh, that people easy. overthinking and overcomplicated. Yeah. You're right. Now the the exception I was talking about is like oh like Undertaker shooting like lightning bolts out of his hands, but you know that's real. <laughs> Crash. There's, that's there's, real. There's the nine tenths. <laughs> no, that's that's more real than a body slam. Come on now. <laughs> Don't ruin my childhood. Um, <laughs> so I, I wanted to say one thing about who we find out who crashes, and, and I'll get to my part. But so you've learned. In no disrespect, if you still you know talk to the the trainers from Bluegrass and, and now or anything, but you learned the here's wrestling and what we're gonna do here. You did your thing for a couple years and then you went and got completely polished. And you you even said it yourself. You had to forget to learn again, essentially, the right way. Do you yeah. do you feel like you got more out of that than going right with Sammy and Dave? Or do you really grasp onto that saying, yeah, I'm glad I did it this way? Um, sometimes whenever I, I think about that, like, would I have been better off if I would have, like, did a little, like, better research and, like, tried to find, like, a school, like, before, like, I just went and just started training at a place? I feel like... I might be a little farther in my career, but also at the same time, it, uh, doing it the way that I ended up, that I have done it, I feel like it's gave me like a different outlook and a different uh, appreciation for like, like basically like what I've done so far and like what I like see for myself, like in in my future as far as like my wrestling career goes. Right. Because whenever I first started, like, I didn't think I would have done, like, half the stuff I've done, like, at all. Like, I had no idea I would have ever made it to, like, do, like, I've had two appearances on Impact. I never would have thought that. I never would have thought I would have, like, been able to share the ring with, uh, with, like, the people that I've shared the ring with, like, a bunch of Impact and NXT stars and AEW stars, like it's insane. So I feel like I feel like since like the kind of the humble beginnings is kind of like made me have a, just a better appreciation of my journey. Yeah, if that makes any sense. No, legit. Like it just ran through my head right now. Like you legit paid your dues, and there's always dues to be paid in the wrestling business. Um, yeah, you can talk to the Undertaker, who who is you know world renowned that. You know, he might have to carry something backstage right now, and he still says he's paying his dues. You know, he there's just always dues to be paid in wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
All right, let's find out who Crash Jackson is, okay? Uh, this is where I either make myself look pretty damn smart or like a raging idiot. So <laughs> here are the three people that when I watched some of your stuff stalking you before we met and then watching you last Friday night, who I see you as. The first one should be a gimme for everybody. You're going to be compared to KO, right? Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's one. That's yeah. one that I get. Second one, I see a lot of Seth Rollins in you. Um, just from that's actually first. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I feel I I do. Uh, just some of your move sets and stuff like that. I see Seth, and then I'm going to go to the way back uh, because back then he wasn't a bigger guy, and I'm not saying you're big, don't say, but he was he was just he wasn't the Lex Luger. He wasn't you know he wasn't stout. Uh, he was stout. I mean he wasn't ripped. Um, I see Manny Fernandez in you. I, I don't know why I see that. I just see you fly around the ring like he did. Um, you're a little bit bigger than Manny was. And I, no disrespect before you come through the, the phone and punch me or not talk to me ever again. <laughs> but I see you move like he does because you're fluent in your moves. And he was a, you know, he wasn't a flying Brian or anybody like that. But he still moves so well. So that's those are my three people that I see in you. I got KO right. I know that. Pat myself on the back. The other two are definitely like first. Wow. So who who do you think? You know, don't give me the stupid PC answer. I am I myself times a hundred. Come on, you wrestling steals. If you have to give me your three top people, who are your three top top people that you're doing tape study from, or you know, you're stealing something from? Um. So, people that I like, it's going to this is going to be more than three people. Of course it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like top people that I like really I watch like religiously. Um, uh, Chris Hero is is like definitely up there. He's like the top. Uh, uh, Sammy, obviously, clearly. Well, uh, he's your trainer. <laughs> That's such a generic answer. Yeah. I hate you right but now. You, but but you know like. I don't know, like all the other people that out there like helped like train me. Like I don't like I don't watch their stuff. Like I watch his. If it makes any sense. No, it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Chris, uh, Sammy. Um, I watch a lot of uh, I watch a lot of New Japan. Okay. So I watch a lot of uh, Okada, uh, uh, Shingo Takagi. Wow. Uh, uh, Tanahashi, Takahashi, uh, Yoshihashi. Um, let's see. Samo- I've recently uh, been watching a lot of Samoa Joe. Like, oh, damn. Like I've always, like I've always watched Samoa Joe, but like he, I recently, and mostly because like Sammy's like told me he's like you need to watch like pre two thousand ten like Samoa Joe, like watch his shit. I was like, okay. I so, see like, that now. Watching, I see. I've been, I've been watching a lot of that. <laughs> I've been yeah. watching a lot of that recently. Um, uh, Tommy End, uh, Malachi Black, like he's another one that I watch a lot of. Uh, let's see. I watch Will Ospreay a lot and Kota Ibushi. Okay. Not necessarily for. I can't do like the flips that they do. <laughs> no. Uh, why not? <laughs> just like. <laughs> I want, I want, like, for, like, any of, like, the smaller guys that uh, that I watch, 
uh, it's more or less to try to like watch their pacing okay. their footwork. Okay. That makes sense. And then, and then I try to watch like the bigger guys, like like Shingo. Like Shingo, he's like not a big big dude, but he's like bigger than than Osprey. Yeah, he 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 was also previously a super junior, but like and Okada's like hella tall. He's like six five. Yeah, and like just try to like compare like different like these different wrestlers that have different styles, like watching their footwork, watching their pacing, because. Especially the pacing uh, for like New Japan, because I I don't it doesn't happen very often where I have a match that lasts like more than fifteen minutes. Currently, sometimes there is, but like most of the time, I'm wrestling anywhere from like eight to fifteen minutes in like one go. But I still want to be able to control the pacing, control the emotions of the crowd that I'm in front of, whether it's for eight minutes or thirty minutes. Just like how the wrestlers in New Japan do, right? And they they're able to do that with their pacing. Okay. All right. Let's take. No, it, it <laughs> makes perfect sense. It, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I, I should have pulled up New Japan more, but all right, we got it. And the Samoa Joe one actually pisses me <laughs> off because now that I, I'm I'm sitting right, I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. Let's take a a, a breather from wrestling. Because you're also a uh, huge Twitch YouTuber, aren't you? You love your video games. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> what, uh, what are you playing right now, and how often do you Twitch and stuff like that? I'll, I'll probably never play against you. One, I want to start a Twitch, but mine are all sports games or hunting games or something like that. I, I can't get into... Like Call people, of Duty. People will watch it. Man. I know. I know that because I did that for the longest time to see if I wanted to buy the stupid hunting game, which isn't stupid, so, by the way. <laughs> so right now I'm not currently playing anything. Uh, I had, I just recently took a break, like a small little hiatus from uh, streaming uh, just because I was needing to focus some more on life things. Uh so I was taking a small break from that, but I'm going to be coming back to it like soon. I haven't figured out an exact date. It might be probably uh, beginning of December, whenever I come back to it. Uh, but there for a while, I was like, I most of the time play like single player games. Whenever I, whenever I do play games, like uh, I'm a huge Final Fantasy geek. Okay, I love, I love the Final Fantasy series. I've not played every single one of them yet. Because uh, a, a lot, a majority of them came out whenever I was super young. Super young. Well, let's put it as so, super young. <laughs> so, like, uh, I I played a handful of them, but I plan on playing more. Uh, obviously, like I I love like playing sports games like Madden. Yes, Madden, I love Madden. Even though every year I complain about. Like, oh, it's the same game. I still play it. I still buy it. (laughs) I didn't buy Madden Uh, this year. This is the first year in probably 30 freaking years of Madden. I'm like, no, I am not. I don't know. I got on my high horse, and I did not buy it this year. And and I'm not going to. I know. But you know what? I'm Jones, and every once in a while, you know, I'm the PlayStation store. I'm like, Nope, nope, don't oh, do it. It's on sale. Yeah. $5 off. I could do it. I could do it. And the wife comes walking around the corner. I thought you weren't getting that this year. I'm still holding out for the freaking PlayStation 5 that nobody can find. Anyway. In my neck of the woods, 
we might get it in 2025. So, yeah, we'll just <laughs> hold on to that pipe dream. I don't have one. I don't I don't have a console anymore uh, because I wasn't playing my PS4. And for whatever reason, my PlayStation account got banned. So I was like, well, fuck you, PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I've been like, whenever I do play games, it's on my PC now. Well, so. I, I went that way now, too. I, I've put the hint out there now that I do want... And, and since I travel so much, I, I want a laptop because I don't want to be dragging a PC with me everywhere. So I want a yeah. gaming laptop so I can get on Steam and so on and so forth to, to drag my video games with me as well. Um, the wife did tell me to stop looking at them until after Christmas. So I don't know if that was a, a subtle that everybody in the family chipped together to shut Mark up uh, to get me one or she, I'm just not allowed buying one until we buy the kid Christmas presents. I don't know. <laughs> but you said fingers either, crossed. Either, yeah. Either, either one works out though in your favor. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting one. It, it, December 26th, if I don't open one December 25th, I'm going to get one because then all hell breaks loose, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kelly, if you're listening, I'm sorry. No. Um, so besides, <laughs> you, you know, video games and stuff, what else? Uh, and I know rigorous of like gym stuff and everything, but if you ever take a day off of all like <sighs> wrestling and video games, what do you do? What, do you just like go for a walk, chill out, jam out the music, watch a true crimes i don't know uh it's usually filled with uh eating food that i shouldn't be eating <laughs> um, okay <laughs> a whole lot of netflix and uh sleeping too much okay well all right that's that's usually, that's usually what my day my like my whenever i don't have it like don't have a show if i don't if i'm like decide you know what i need to take a day off from like working out today I'm not streaming like that. That's usually what I'll do. If there's a movie out, like I'll go and like go watch a movie or something like that or whatever. If not, then I will sit at home and uh, try to uh, find something new to watch, but then inevitably fall into the circle of just rewatching a uh, new girl again for like the hundredth time. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, as we record this, it's Monday, but as this is released, everybody knows that Tiger King 2 is officially out now, so we are up Wait, against... what? Yeah. What? Tiger King 2 comes out this Tuesday, or this Wednesday, uh, by the way. You did not oh know boy. that. Nope. I know what I'm doing this week. <laughs> yeah. I. All right. Do, do you want to know how bad this is? I found this out about a month ago. I put in for the day off. As soon as the kid goes to school, and my my son's fifteen years old, so he can yeah. do his own damn shit, get on the bus and everything. So as soon as I wake up, as I'm pretending to go to work, I'm coming downstairs and turning on Tiger King, and I'm watching it the whole day. My boss asks, he's like, uh, "What are you doing? You usually don't take a day off in the middle of the week." I'm like, uh, "We just have some family stuff going on." He's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> the announcement is, and my wife just lucked out that she is also off because she's got to work Saturday for somebody. So we are not doing anything. We're just going to tie the dogs up outside. Here you go, live your happy life. We're watching Tiger King Part Two the whole day Wednesday. That sounds that sounds like a great day, right? Honestly. I want to get some Hostess ding dongs, uh, maybe a case of beer or something, and just sit and watch Tiger King Two. That's what I did with the I. I I watched the whole first season of uh, Tiger King in one day. 
I did too. First came out. <laughs> it I was did. fantastic. <laughs> I did too. I freaking loved it. I, I'm glad that you didn't know about this and you now know. So your podcast, when it is released, as you are listening to it, fans, uh, Tiger King 2 is out. Please listen to the rest of the podcast and then go start Tiger King. But yeah, that's what we're against this week. Uh, Crash Jackson against Tiger King. My, I, feel like, I feel like Tiger King might win this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not re-listening to the podcast on Wednesday, so maybe I can get your family to uh, boost up the numbers compared to the Tiger King. But if you're going to have maybe. everybody watching Tiger King with you. It's always uh, out there. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, back to some serious questions now. Uh, the harder hitting ones. If you could change one stigmatism in wrestling, because come on, there, there's a lot out there and you have your own thoughts. I have my own thoughts, but what's one that really goats you that you could like, we need to change this in wrestling because wrestling is for everybody. Hmm. Yeah. See, I don't give you this shit up when I meet you because then we bring okay, the real, so- we bring the real questions. So whenever, like you said, uh, I you said that wrestling is for everybody. I agree with that, but I also disagree with it. Now, hear me out. I'm gonna. It's like your platform. Watch it, watch it. Watching wrestling, yes, and like finding like your niche in wrestling, like finding the type of wrestling matches you like to watch. I feel like that's for everybody, but I don't feel like being. In wrestling is for everybody. Uh, I'd agree, hundred fifty thousand percent on that. Because I see, I see it too much. Like, and I'm, I'm fucking nobody, but uh, I feel like I, I feel like I look, I look the part of being a wrestler. And I feel like there are too many people that like don't look like wrestler, like, like they don't stick out. In a crowd, if that makes any sense. You brought it up earlier. It's the whole backyard thing for me. If if we're going to wave that same flag, it's the whole backyard thing for me. They're, they get their own platform and they think they can do whatever they want. Um, we used to do the same thing outside my house and we got my ass beat from my father more so than anything else. Stop trying <laughs> to do something that you're not... And I always say, you need to go to a better school. You need to train this. You know, this is the reason why kids are dying because idiots. Um, so yes, I, I agree. If you if you understand, we're we're on the same level. Yeah, like it's like my thing is not even like the the backyard or stuff because like I feel like that's kind of slowly going away. Good. Like it's it's like from what I've noticed, it's not near as prevalent as of what it used to be. Uh, but. I just feel like sometimes, like some trainers will like end up just like taking someone's money to get trained, and then they they teach them, but then like they might learn how to do the stuff, but like whenever like it gets hard, like then oh my god, there's something wrong with with like the situation. Like it's not the person that just can't deal with it. If that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. I I know where you're going with that. Yep, yep. Um, I'm I'm glad you were open about that. Some people, you know, pussyfoot around a real answer, and that's probably one of the realest answers I've ever heard from somebody. I, I like that. 
what do you define as a good to great match? And what do you, what do you mean? Like in what just, just just kind of like overall um, yourself. You know what when you walk out and I don't care about the crowd or anything like that. What you you know your moveset, your your storytelling. What what needs to be there for you to say I had a good match tonight? Honestly, I don't even think for me like it's not even like what I need to like have in in the match for it to be a good one. Basically, like as long as I can feel proud of the the story that I've told and if I get the reactions that I expected to get from like the moments and the other things like that, that I had like kind of figured out in my head and that was called like, if they go as planned and if not better, then I feel like, I feel like that's a, a good or great match. Like it's not necessarily like, Oh, which of my suplexes that I got to hit? Like, because if as long as you place them right and you have like the right body language and the right like intensity about you, like any any I could throw in any move, it looks there great and get, the, and get the same reaction. It's just, am I am I proud of what I'm doing? Is the moments that I'm trying to create in that match? As, as those moments getting over with the fans, like are they understanding? Are they follow? Are they able to follow the story that I'm putting out there for them? That that last little bit. If I can clip that and make you listen to it again, it's the story. Uh, I want a story in, in every match. It could be from main event down to the opening match to the the as they used to call it the popcorn match or whatever. If there's a story in every match, um, you're hooked, right? That that's that's yep. the simplicity of it, and you may not like the fans may not even realize exactly what the story is. Right, but if they're like if they're hooked and they're watching and they're reacting to what's going on, then as long as you're like delivering what it is, they're not. They may like I said, they may not realize it, but if you know what it is and they're reacting and doing everything that you expected them to, or and if they're reacting better, then you you did a great job. Yeah. But if you if they're not reacting the way that you wanted either like it's something that that you or the people in the match have done that caused that disconnect. Because uh Chris Harrell said it best there's no such thing as a bad crowd. The bad crowd is the crowd that's not there. Is the people that aren't there that didn't buy a ticket. That's the bad pe- that's the bad crowd. The covid crowd. Yes. Uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, again, uh, can you step outside yourself and you know go back to the moment when you know Dad was drinking a beer and you were sitting beside him and you thought Dad was stone cold? Can you think of yourself now as like, holy shit, I'm on the wrestling circuit now. I am a professional wrestler. Do, do you still get that wow moment? Sometimes I do. Uh, it, it's it's usually like it usually like hits me randomly whenever I like think about it. Uh, and a lot of times whenever I do like have that thought and that, that feeling, it's usually like if I, if I'm getting like, like a big opportunity then I'm like, Oh shit. Wait, hold on. 
let me take it. Let me take it. Let me, let me take a breath. Let me try to like enjoy this for a moment before I get back into the, just rah, 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 the, the nitty gritty of everything. Right. Uh, Cause like the, <clears throat> the first time I did uh, an impact uh, spot, uh, they did a joint show with uh, rockstar pro here in Dayton at the convention center. And I was in the scramble match and I was so nervous. <laughs> I was in, like ridiculously nervous. Uh, I had like, that was the first time in a long time I had like the butterflies in my stomach before my match. It's like you read the, the, the note card. I wanted you to talk about that and how that came about next the, that you got to be in the impact scramble. Yeah, so uh, that one, I ended up earning a, uh, getting that spot just from me kind of like busting my ass and like helping. Wow, like showing up, showing up, like I'll be, I, I was a, I'm like a mainstay at Rockstar now, uh, but this was in 2019. Uh, I was still kind of like, what, what's the phrase? Uh, wet behind the ears, as they say. Green. And as far as as far as like. Uh, going with like my my career at Rockstar Pro, uh, but uh, Sammy, whenever uh, Impact comes to like comes to Dayton and they like want to run shows, like they kind of go through Sammy to like do stuff. Uh, and I was like with Sammy, like helping him, like getting stuff ready, like building the set for the the show, like putting the ring together, and like all kinds of stuff, like. All day, all night, uh, and uh, he was like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Cause you busted your ass and helped helped us out. Like, there's a spot in the scramble; it's yours." So, that's recognition within itself, though, too. Then, right? Yeah. Because Sammy sees yeah. it and he knows that you're not this there uh, for a paycheck that night and then peace out because catering was good. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know I was going to be on. I didn't know I was going to be on on the on the show or not. I was just there helping out because, like, that's what that's what you do. That's like what we do in wrestling, right? Now, obviously, it's, it's going to make a good. We know it's going to make a good impression. Getting your face seen by people and seeing that you're willing to help out, then then maybe that'll get you an opportunity. But it doesn't always uh, come to fruition that quickly. <laughs> Does it surprise you though that some people? still don't do that they show up they wrestle they leave like come on this is uh, you, you need a network you need to uh is the god for a father would say pimp yourself out a little bit and do stuff behind the scenes that's essentially what you did and then sammy gave you the biggest pat on your back by saying you're in the match sometimes it surprised me and sometimes it doesn't because uh i've had this conversation with like a bunch of my like friends that like different levels of wrestling uh some people are okay with like where they're at and that's fine because like wrestling needs everyone at every level if you're a weekend warrior if you if you do it every weekend or if you do it once a month if you doing it four or five times a week if you're on tv on monday night like re- like the wrestling business as a whole needs like everyone I never thought of it that way. That's a great point, Crash. That really is. They, because you, you need 
no disrespect, you need those 80s jobbers, and I hate that word, but you need those Steve Lombardis. You need people like the that, jo- that. The journeymen. Yes, thank you. The journeymen that are <laughs> – they're there. They're they're the territory guy. They get their asses beat by Kamala. They leave. See you later. They they don't have to linger around. They're there for one reason to count the lights. Mm-hmm. I like that. And a lot of the times, like that's how that's how some that's how you get jobs. People people wonder like how uh, like so and so's like in WWE. It's like they probably made like a handful of people look good, and they and they themselves look good. So that got him a job. Yep. And people don't think about that. Uh, you mentioned a lot of your your tape study, um, New Japan stuff. Do you go back any farther? Do you watch anything from like the 70s, 80s, pre-90s eras? Um, I have. Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I tried. So whenever I whenever I do like my tape study, like I try to watch like older stuff, but then I also want to watch new stuff as well. Just so that because everyone knows like old is new. Everybody knows that now. Right. So like, I don't want to go and watch something old and think, Oh, I'm not, I've not seen anybody like go do, do this or like, or anything like that. And it's me try to adopt it into my own. And then, Oh, I go to a show this weekend and then like I see it like three times, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There's, so like, I need, there's shows I need you to go watch to. Old. Go ahead. I need to watch old. I need to watch new just to make sure like there's no overlap. Yeah. The- I, my biggest thing whenever I go out there, no matter what card I'm on, uh, I want my match to be different from every other match on the card. As far as like how like it feels, the way it starts, the way it ends. Everything in between, I want it to be different than every other match. Yeah, there, there, there sometimes runs across when you go to some indie shows that the pedigree is is the thing of the night. Like everybody was trying to pedigree out, or everybody's doing a, a swanton bomb or, or something. You're or like, a, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, everybody watched tape study the same freaking way this week. We get it. So yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that you like uh, old is new, but you know, make sure you check out new new. Yeah. Um, what is wrestling brought to your life? What is it? You know that the culmination as of right now, because there's more questions to come. But what, what is you? What is it? You know, just encompassed in your life right now? Well, a big thing. Uh, it's allowed me to meet some of like the best people. Me. No, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's like because of like if it wasn't for wrestling, I wouldn't have met wouldn't have met some of like my like my really good friends that I have currently. Uh, I've also met some shitty people in wrestling, but like the the good outweighs the bad. Yeah, <laughs> that, I I oh my god. As as my roommate uh, uh, hears me and he goes oh in the background. <laughs> He's an ass. No. Yes, yes, you're you're lump, you're lumped into that. <laughs> He's lumped into the good or the bad? The good. Oh, okay. What What are your plans? Uh, everybody likes to know what you're going to do in five years. Christ, I don't know what I'm going to eat tonight for supper. So what are your plans for the next year? What, what do you want to kind of work on? Where do you want to go? A destination that you want to hit by the end of 2022 since it's essentially December of 2021? Um. Definitely, I want to try to go more out west. 
like California, uh, Las Vegas. I like to go down to Texas. Uh, I like to go back up to the Northeast. I love wrestling in the Northeast. I don't get to wrestle there enough. Um, I would like to hopefully be able to go on a tour uh, to some other country within the within the next year. Hopefully, hopefully I can get that worked out. Um, and uh, hopefully more like like spots on a, a wrestling TV product. <laughs> yeah, like that's like that's the that's the number one. That's the number one goal right there. Right. Yeah, well, of course, number one goal. You know, I understand should be a contract without a doubt. That's yep. everybody's number one goal. But again, as you said, there's there's different stages in everybody's wrestling career that maybe 2022 isn't yours. 2023 is yours. But, you know, you have to keep pushing, Maybe, keep pushing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, who gave you the best advice ever in wrestling business, and what was it? I have received a lot. <laughs> a lot of, uh, of like, really good advice. And it's really hard to just, like, point out, like, one singular piece. Um, but... Uh, I will say probably the best, like one of the best pieces is like to like not get caught up in the uh, destination and really focus on like really enjoy your time on the journey. Yes. Yes. That's the biggest one. Live for, so essentially you're saying live for the moment. If yeah. we break it down to brass tacks, live, live for the moment that you're in because tomorrow might never come. You know, uh, I yeah, or like you may only get the opportunity to go to like one, this one one town this one time. It's like if you if it's possible, try to get there a little early and try to like check out the town that you're going to because you may never you may never get the opportunity to go back to that place. Right. Right. Like, check out like a local like food spot or if they have like a landmark, go look at it. You know, just like different different things like that. My thing is I like to try to like hit like local food spots. You love food, don't you? You really do. I love food. I love food. <laughs> what are your go What are your go-to foods? Um are we talking like fast food or oh, just like anything that I could cook? I can't imagine that you're a huge like McDonald's guy that you're just stopping and eating 12 Big Macs on the way back and forth to Dayton and Cincinnati, right? I don't eat Big Macs, but I eat a lot of chicken. Okay. <laughs> a lot of chicken, McChickens, man. Okay. Yo, McChi- the, yo, the macros on a McChicken sandwich are pretty solid if you if you actually like look at them. But when you get to pick, you know, your go to food, and like say it, we were in Hamilton, okay, we were in Hamilton, Ohio. Uh, where did you stop there to eat? What, what was one of your big things that you had there, or did you pack a lunch? Uh, usually we uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to tell me some of these obscure places. So when I come back, that you're like, "Oh, Mamma Mia's Pizza is pretty fucking amazing because it's right down the road from the, you know, the event center or you know this really cool." But you tell me about Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I, have, I haven't ha- I haven't had this 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 place yet, but there's this burger place uh, that uh, my roommate told me about one time that he went down there, uh, and he said it is uh, like so good. Bun, what's the burger place down in Hamilton that you eat at? Mad, Mad Mike's, uh, like burger place in Hamilton. Okay. He said he says it's amazing. 
Okay. He said it's just really good. Next, and it's like not that expensive either. Oh, I, I'm made of money, dude. No, I'm kidding. That's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Uh, all right, I'll have to look that out. I'm actually writing that into my notes right now, Mad Mike's, because, you know, when I make my return to Hamilton, um, yeah. All right. This, these are, hold on, hold on. There's oh. a barbecue place in Middletown that, that we've gotten food from, and it is it is like some of the best barbecue I've ever had. Like they like in Ohio, everything. Ohio yeah. has some of the best barbecue you've ever had, dude. You okay, and I, I've I've had I've had barbecue from like down south, uh, like in like Georgia and like I've been to Kansas City, yeah, and and had like and like I've had like barbecue from everywhere, man, and like it's definitely like one of the best ones that I've had. It's not the best, but it's definitely like holy shit! Like, I didn't expect this to be that good. And I'm trying to remember the name of the barbecue place right now. It's down in Middletown, Ohio, though. We can search that up. We'll find it. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Uh, the generic question that everybody always asks you, but I always throw a caveat on it. Uh, I want to know your dream match of anybody ever that has ever wrestled, okay? But I want to know who that is. Where do you want to wrestle in the stipulation in the match? That's a tough one because there's so many dream matches. <laughs> I honestly don't. I, I honestly don't have too many like dream matches of like people that are like like dead at the moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> like there's like two two of them that would immediately come to mind is uh, Eddie or Chris. Like those are obviously like everyone's dream matches, right? Um, let me think here for a second, because I thought the way that you you gave love to Malachi earlier, I thought he was going to roll right off your tongue right now. Oh, he's he's definitely like one of them. Uh, I would probably honestly say uh, Chris Hero. Okay, nice. Uh, any place? Don't be generic. Honestly, I, I don't say don't say Madison Square Garden either. I have so honestly, many stipulations any, in this podcast, by the way. Man, man, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. anywhere. It, it could be uh, down in Hamilton, Ohio, man, or you know, or in somewhere in Pennsylvania. I don't know. Okay, just like getting getting that opportunity to share share a ring with Chris Harrell would be absolutely amazing. All right. Uh, this is your time now. This is your time. Give us your social. Sell some merch. Where are you going to be here in the near future? Just ramble about whatever you want. The The podcast is yours now. Okay. So um, all of my socials on like Twitter, Instagram, everything, it's at the Crash Jackson. Uh, that's J-A-X-O-N for those of you that uh, can't spell. Oh, I mean, <laughs> no, man. Like it happens a lot. Even in places that I wrestle at frequently, they misspell my name. I know, and it's like it's kind of frustrating. It's it's super annoying. Um, my YouTube, you could find me by searching like the Crash Jackson as well. I don't post on there a lot because it's hard to get match footage sometimes. <laughs> so that's a, that one's a little slow. Yeah, the only thing you have up there are your yearly highlight videos, honestly. 
Yeah, I've got a few like matches I need to that I've got that I finally got on my computer that I need to get uploaded. Um, well, you can do that see. while you're watching Tiger King today. That's true. That is true. I could do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see uh, my Teespring store because uh, I don't I don't really like fuck with pro wrestling tees that much anymore just because uh you get a better selection of stuff on my teespring because you can get joggers hoodies long sleeve t-shirts tank tops it's more than just t-shirts so it's pretty sweet right uh, I, I want more than just t-shirts i do you can get you can get a fanny pack with my face on it i don't want that uh, I would get a probably would, a pair of. Why would you not want that? I would probably want a pair of your joggers. I do not want your face above my crotch all day long. Okay. Well, that's that's awful rude of you. <laughs> <laughs> my wife might want your. Never mind. <sighs> well, then that means you're going to have to get on there and. Um... Yeah, I didn't know you had joggers, so I I, I, yeah. I need I it's. Fucking winter here in Pennsylvania already, so I need joggers. So yeah, I've got joggers, hoodies, uh, leggings for the ladies um, or dudes if you want to wear the the leggings. Got socks. I got kids uh, stuff like hoodies and shirts. And it's all linked to your Facebook page that you can get them. That is that is on my Teespring store. Um, let me see here the. I don't have a custom domain for it because I am poor. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't domain don't domain names are expensive sometimes. They are. Um, but uh, my Teespring store link is uh, shop crash Jackson merch dot creator. Uh, I don't know what that's called. Slash spring.com it'll be linked in the bio be, be, yeah be, it'll be, be linked in the bio yeah before i post this i will link that in the bio i have a couple days to find it and good lord that was rough it's a backslash i think but it's all right i know what no, you mean it's, it's like it's it looks like uh Looks like a minus. But oh, it's, it's a, a hyphen minus. then. Crash. Is that what is that what is is that the hyphen? Yes. <laughs> it's a hyphen. English. Man, English. Strong subject for Crash Jackson. We get to find that out here on Can Crushers this week. Hey man, uh, my ICT score had a very good uh, reading comprehension score, but uh, English and math were was not very high. <laughs> Uh, where are you going to be here in the near future? Uh, I'll be at, back at Future Great Wrestling this Friday. And then um, I will be off until the following Friday, Saturday. Because uh, Future Great Wrestling also is doing, they, they have a show every Friday, which I'm usually there. Um, and then they're also on the 27th, they're doing like a suicide prevention uh, show. On the twenty seventh, so fight for I'll your life. There for that one, yep. yep. Fight for your life. Yep, that was going to be a, a big topic uh, on Sunday show to promote that um, because there's a special guest that's actually going to be there too, right? Lou Bates is going to be there. Yep, she's going to be there, um, and I think yeah. After that, like my the rest of my year is kind of light because like wrestling shows tend to uh, 
uh, kind of dwindled down a little bit near the holidays, which is expected. So right, everybody's got a life, and you're all right with that, right? It, it it's been a rough no, year. No, I am not. Oh. I am not okay with it because uh, this this coming this year now will be uh, the first year that I've not wrestled on Thanksgiving in like four years. We got a couple weeks. Maybe I can uh, pull a promotion together and have you come to Ridgeway, Pennsylvania. Six and Maybe. a half hours away. It's on a Thursday. We'll it see. is. We can have a, a turkey <laughs> brawl between, you know, you and Schwartzy or somebody like that. I, I'd be okay with that. Right? It would fit both of you perfectly. Crash, I had a blast today. Thank you for joining us here on, on Can Crushers. And hopefully everybody's listening to this and not watching Tiger King today. But um, well, I feel like we plugged Tiger King more than we plugged Can Crushers today. Well, that's because they know they have to come to Can Crushers to find this, right? I mean, for the love of God, I'm watching Tiger King today and not listening to Can Crushers. So come on, you know, Al Snow's sending me that money. I'm all right. <laughs> He's probably watching Tiger King today too. Probably. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you real soon. I actually want to plan to get out there for the Fight for Your Life one because that means a lot to me. So that could be another trip here in the near future. It's only two weeks away, so maybe I can bring some of my cohorts, too, and uh, get get into a fight with a couple people in the front row that hated that I love the crown. Hated that I love (laughs) the crown. That would be sweet, man. There's always a path for my interviews, but this one seems to get off kilter every once in a while and it kind of did because I, I spent a couple minutes after the interview talking with crash and he said it perfectly uh he just reacts instead of thinks about what he's going to say and that's essentially i have a notes i have a notes mark yeah come on i have notes written that i want to ask these guys or girls or you know groups or you know whatever to talk about wrestling and i glance over to them every once in a while but sometimes they just run amok and just run through questions answering them willy-nilly as they go crash did the interview for me it was great the whole first half of the interview was boom i'm just checking shit off crash is going to town good keep going buddy keep going tell me that story yep there's another great story i had fun i had fun with it you heard how passionate he is about the professional wrestling business uh, like I said, we talked a little bit afterwards. I'm making the trip back out to Hamilton, Ohio for that Fight for Your Life show that's going to have Leva Bates on it. Suicide prevention, um, it's a lot. If you follow the other podcast that I do with my wife, the Martinez Lounge, you've heard some major mental health stories from me, from my wife. We brought in some other ones as well. So, yeah, go listen to that. Um any, anything that you can do to support that, that's amazing. And I love how wrestling partners with that all the time. Guys, know that somebody's always there for you. It took me a long time to know that I have everybody in my corner. And yes, it's a wrestling pun. But I have everybody in my corner. Can't Crush Your Nation's amazing. I have, you know, uh, my family, my friends um, were there. Uh, I always talk about Tag Me In as well. That's a wonderful thing, and I know I'm just you know talking about suicide prevention and not talking about Crash as much because it just means so much to me. But go out, follow Crash. I will get that in the description so you can buy some joggers, socks, leggings, whatever the hell he's selling. I had a great time with Crash. Guys, support future great wrestling. 
Cody Hawk, Shauna Reed, uh, Jake Rose, Jackson Breeze, all these guys that you're going to be hearing or had heard recently on the show, they're there. Check them out on YouTube. Their show is on there every week. So, yeah. And, and you'll see me jumping up and down supporting the crown, who the crowd did not like. And apparently, I might not be welcomed at Future Great Wrestling anymore. No, I'm kidding. Guys, again, check us out on all our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us an email. If you're a wrestler and you'd love to be on the show, hook up, slide into our DMs, or send us an email at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Again, remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.